Welcome to the Hunt Orbital Truckers News Digest. This is a shorter version of the full show that you can find available on iTunes or by visiting our media website, media.forthemug.com. Thank you for listening. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. It's my turn as Hutton's drive-by presenter. I'm Dick Chafing, and joining me in the studio, we've got a full team tonight. I'm quite full, as I've had a party steak dinner. I'm full of the joys of summer. Uh, or is it spring? I can't, I can't remember. When now is... I'm full of happiness that I've managed to find a hairdresser that's opened. I'm fully paying attention. And I'm just full of it. (laughs) (laughs) And now, a full set of headlines. Right, here we go. Hutton's Rescue Rangers in Long Range Rescue. Circumspect Architect is Progenitor Non Sequitur. Crash Clash with Flocculent Occupants. Shoreside Customs goes off prematurely. Truckers lend a hand as we have our fistful of dollars depot again. We lax lyrical about the ear grub. In the lands of Colonia, where the black rock floats suspiciously over one of the pads, they tell a tale. A tale of a very bad Simbad and some very brave biscuiteers. Lou, I'd better have a good explanation for what's happening in our space. And Flossie's looking away from our space whilst I tidy it all up. First tonight, the latest update on the flagship of the Hutton Carrier Fleet and Alvin's long voyage to Colonia aboard the FTM Cloud Atlas. Give me a second while I just do this little thing that I gotta do. Uh, uh, That's the one. Having fueled nearby to Hutton Orbital and loaded the luminaries on board without Leowulf, who has remained behind to sort out the right royal mess that Hutton systems are in. The Atlas set forth on the Hutton number 2 route to Colonia, aiming to stop at system Prua Pro, Prua Fo, ZN-C, C15-140 to let Alvin out for his constitutional and take a breather before heading on to Fort Mug in Colonia. 
What started as a routine VIP transport operation rapidly evolved into a full hunt and rescue ranger situation as Prophet Villain reported receiving a distress call from the carrier G. Wallace, which, due to a minor malfunction in the pilot's ability to add up properly, was in danger of running out of fuel. As luck would have it, the carrier, piloted by Commander Orange Park of the Galactic Academy, and out on its maiden voyage, was able to make it to the Pruafo ZN-C C15-140 system, but arrived with nothing but fumes left in the tank. Doing some quick calculations and with a handful of support truckers on board who were able to top up the tanks, the Atlas proceeded to empty its reserve tank into the Wallace and put the FTM Ruby 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 on high alert in case they ran short close to their destination. Thanks to Rebel Roshak Velen Flossie Atrus 5060, who is now taking the slow route to Colonia after last week's accident, enough was mined from a local hotspot and they even had time for a little sightseeing whilst they were there, tagging a few systems for Alvin and even finding some geezers. The G Wallace completed its journey to Colonia and has now also joined in the operation over in Dubunnel. Dubunnel? 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 Of course, it also has a big IOU stuck to the outside for when the Atlas cashes up. Alvin, meanwhile, has been entertaining himself. His eminence has deigned this week to join the Hutton crew aboard the FTM Cloud Atlas, following a gracious invitation from Commander Villain. The quarters are so nicely appointed that he's yet to venture out and has instead gorged on the victuals provided and slept the sleep to end all sleeps. Other passengers, including his handler Snoz, have seen him twitching away in his sleep and occasionally muffled barks emanate as he dreams of further expansions. Just wait till he wakes up, he's gonna go bananas. In other fleet carry news, the FTM Alwyn's Mercy, captained by Commander Aiden, all these titles are confusing, managed to save a system from drought, fix an infrastructure failure and head on its way to assist with Operation Earworm. More on this later. The FTM Alvin's Paw had its launch ceremony which managed in true hotbox style to pass entirely without no incident and is now patrolling nearby systems lending a hand wherever it can. As for the FTM Ruby, it has returned from exploration in the Colonia region and is now providing political and military support to Hutton pilots who are fighting hard to unclasp Simbad the Bad's grasping hands from the biscuit tin over at Dunker's Rest. The DSSSSSSSSA carriers have headed out to their initial waypoints now, with Carrier 21, or is that... Carrier 21! Having arrived at the boundaries, wonder where it will remain until the 21st of the month to allow passengers to explore the local area. The DSSA Alvin's Rest appears to still be in the call 285 sector for refueling, though communications have been sparse. Congratulations are in order to the crews of all these ships, as well as the rest of the fleet as they help spread help to the entire galaxy in true Hutton style. Hashtag FFS, hashtag for the mug. Finally. Pilots wending their weary way around the galaxy by picking up missions noticed that Progenitor Leowulf was no longer a progenitor, but was now an architect. 
Does this mean a promotion? What exactly is an architect? Knowing that architecture is an ancient art, we decided to refer to an ancient text in order to check the requirements for exhibiting architecturiness. To wit, the Book of St. Albans, published in 1820 years ago, sorry, published 1820 years ago in 1486, being a compilation of matters relating to the interests of the time of a gentleman, or the Book of Hawking, Hunting and Blazing of Arms. We found this precious tome buried deep in the recesses of Cecil's library, towards the end of a corridor that has not been touched by light since the last tallow candles burned down in the decorative sconces. Around the last time the Trumpington family actually had any wealth, and before the Latin motto Carpe Venum was added to the crest. The Book of St Albans, not to be confused with the Guidebook of St Albans, which goes on and on about the cathedral and how conveniently close to the M25 it is, tells us that the collective noun for architects is an argument, which shows you how well architects get on with each other. The book contains many other fascinating and useful pieces of information, such as in the Hawking section, which type of bird of prey was appropriate for one's social rank. For example, a priest might fly a sparrowhawk, a yeoman could have a goshawk, a young lady a merlin, and a king can have a gearfalcon. Presumably because you need to be king-rich to own one. This fascinating Tudor encyclopedia of gentlemen's pursuits contains a section on hunting and has a long list of collective nouns, such as a blast of hunters, a subtlety of sergeants, a gaggle of women, a superfluity of nuns, and a boasting of lacons. The section on angling was a bit dull, so we skipped that part and went straight to heraldry, where we quickly learned not to have balls rampant as one of our achievements, and to never be seen with a lady's augmentations in your arms. Unfortunately, when we reached the end of the book, we realised that we were now properly equipped to be a gentleman in the court of Henry VII, but the only mention of architecture was the collective noun, so we still don't know what they do. However, we do understand that Lael Wolf still introduces herself as progenitor at parties, so it really can't be anything to be proud of. News reached us this week of the sighting of a castaway marooned all alone on the surface of a distant planet far from his fellow humans after his Planet Express delivery ship crashed during an iron storm. Cut off from all contact for many a long week, his only company was a volleyball, upon which he painted a face, and he imaginatively named it after the brand stamped on its surface. Spaulding was not a great conversationalist, but what he lacked in sparkling wit, he more than made up for with incredible camera work for the Castaways video diaries. And indeed, Spaulding is tipped for an Oscar in this year's awards. Our castaway was not idle during his enforced separation. He found a generator that he could run once a week, which he called his Mains Friday. With no visitors to his distant oasis, the castaway was forced to grow his own food. He planted potatoes, but refused to say what he mixed with the soil to make them grow so well. We hear that the potatoes grew to be enormous, but were only edible if you put a peg on your nose and stood up wind. Although he made several attempts to make contact with the rest of the galaxy, his enforced separation had resulted in hair and a beard growing to excess, with an alarming end result, which meant that his initial images were mistaken for reruns of the Wild Man of Borneo. Eventually, a team of emergency sheep shearers 
was dispatched from the bark, sorry, that should say bee arc, and revealed that underneath the face foliage, it was none other than Jester D himself. Alvin has issued a stern note to Jester to remind him to look after himself better and that dressing up as the Wolfman should be confined to Halloween. <laughs> Hutton Orbital Incident Report Date of Incident Saturday, 13th June 3306 Type of Incident Ship Damage, Property Damage and some hotbox stuff Location of Incident Hutton Orbital It was welcome party for Alvin's Paul and the whole of Hutton was invited The hotboxers all turned up in matching orange ships and settled onto the landing pads for a selfie One commander had nipped to the shops for tea bags and some chocolate for the journey but although they were a little bit late, they still made it onto the ship before the pads were locked down. The journey from Alpha Centauri to Hutton was uneventful. There were lots of weird noises outside, but all we could see in the hangar was the wall. I can't help thinking they've missed an opportunity there for a big screen with some in-flight entertainment. Even adverts. There are adverts all over the hangar except right in your line of sight. It's just weird. Anyway, we gathered round to sprinkle our chaff all over the new ship. There were one or two who went off prematurely and some others who couldn't get theirs to go off at all. And that's when it happened. You see, Commander Shawside Customs and Yumi, the flight controller aboard Dalvin's Paw, have a sort of... thing going on. Over the last week or so, there's been a lot of flirting, and even some innuendo about weapon sizes. Now, Shawside said he opened fire by accident, but there are a few of us who think he wanted to put a shot across the ship's bow to impress Yumi. If it was his intention to impress her, then it worked. So much so that she activated ship's defences and blew into pieces. Then a ship zipped in from nowhere and scooped up his escape pod like a hungry Thargoid. Before you could say detention facility, we received a reverse charges call from the Pillar of Fortitude. Shawside needed bail money and a lift home. We thought we might struggle for petty cash, but as it turns out, the deck officer has issued a lot of fines to Red Planet Taxi Service haulers who've tried to land on the large pads. So there was plenty. Alvin's Paul was dispatched to pick him up. Now this is possibly the most expensive taxi journey since the hotbox Christmas night out where everyone told Short Engineer to take the scenic route home so that they could eat their chips before they got there. Yumi continues about her daily routine, unfazed, but we think Shawside has fallen hard. Not only is he off his food, but he's even taken down his Ladies of Lake on 3306 calendar. You know it's bad when he doesn't even want to look at those large ladies in their boiler suits holding greasy engine parts. To be continued. And happy International Panic Day. Wait, that's today? Oh, shit. Never let it be said that the truckers ever pass up a challenge or the chance to reuse a pun about spaghetti westerns. After a spate of minor thefts in Colonia, we found ourselves one dollar short of a full... something. Now, we're not saying it was Sinbad the Bad, but it is his MO, i.e. the taking of things not previously owned by said individual. And when we found where the station had been hidden and reacquired it, there were, vote for Sinbad, he's not bad for you, posters and badges littering the street. Lou will give us the details on our next steps, but please, if you do come to help, fly your spaceships in an orderly queue two metres apart. Thank you. A 
is going to come back to me. Good! Right, with all the activity of the last week, you'd think the truckers in the bubble had plenty to keep themselves busy. But it's been proven that there's no such thing as too busy for a hodden trucker. Uh, let me just update this as well. This just takes a wee couple buttons. There we go. <clears throat> as custodians, you won't believe I've got... <laughs> got a window that's stuck over my over the script it's perfect it's just perfect <clears throat> with all the activity of last week we'll start again with all the visit of right in the beginning good evening and welcome to that's a number to lie with all the activity of the last week you'd think the truckers in the bubble had plenty to keep themselves busy but it's been proven that there's no such thing as too busy for a hudden trucker as custodians of four of the galaxy's rare goods, Hutton pilots are partial to some of the less traded items and can only gasp in horror should any of them be taken off the market. This is the case for a rare trade item that hasn't been seen in a really long time. The Delta Pavonis Ear Grub. Classed as a legal drug due to their potential medicinal uses, particularly when dealing with gangrene, the ear grub is named for its astonishing resemblance to a mobile human ear. And a mobile. And its ability to burrow into just about anything when exposed to sunlight, even human flesh. Whilst misused as torture by the dastardly Don, who likes nothing more than putting his favourite ear to someone's fleshy bits and then opening the curtains just to hear them scream. The most common uses are in amputations, the removal of decayed flesh and the 34th century equivalent of the popular medieval cure, leeches. Purely as a curiosity though, Hutton feels that trade in the grub should continue but occupation of the system by forces loyal to loony President Hudson of the Federation have meant that it is banned in local space and not available for sale at all. Even under the counter. Even from that dodgy bloke in the raincoat, you know, by the corner by the pub. Here at Hudden, as attested by our regular choice of catchy tunes, Ruby Ruby Ruby, being the latest, alongside our own Hudden theme tune, we're a fan of earworms, so Operation Earworm is go! We are supporting the Jet family. They're not pirates, honest. Of Delta Pavonis in their efforts to overthrow the local federal tyranny and bring the icky little wriggly eerie ticklers back onto the market. Commander Roryama is on station, assisted by Aiden in the mission to get the Federals to take their grubby hands off the grubs so the galaxy can once again put theirs on them. In thick gloves and... in the dark. The truly evil, moustache-twirling and cape-wearing Simbad the Bad has been up to all things bad again this week with the onion head incident that coincided with the fleet carrier launch and someone inserting a comma where it wasn't wanted, Mr. The Bad has had his feet up as the Pilots' Federation award him influence point over influence point in WNL for doing absolutely nothing. Our investigators dug deep at Dunkers and WNL and have uncovered a link between Simbad and the unfettered influence gains throughout known space. Yes, it's rumoured that without a care for anyone else, 
He inserted a comma into a briefing document in a high-level Pilots' Federation planning meeting, turning the phrase, no more please, into the rather more deadly, no more please. Then they were putting together complex calculation algorithms as a result. What should have been an update that stabilized the entire galaxy instead applied a compound interest, exponential growth formula to everywhere. As with your tomato plants, or that fuchsia that grandma left you in her will, growth formula when applied incorrectly turns what should be a benign begonia or a calm chrysanthemum into a hate-filled triffid. Owning factions throughout the galaxy have been thrown into expansion. Minor factions into retreat and years of planning has been flushed down the proverbial cubicle three chute. All this because he won't let go of the biscuit tin. The good news is that the error was spotted. The onion head taken away from the influencers, the comma excommunicated, and everything rectified before it got too far out of hand. So, barring the galactic tidy-up operation, it's all over. Any truckers wanting to assist should present themselves at one of the Hutton fleet carriers in orbit around WNNL and use the secret password MUGDUNKER in casual conversation. The BGS has been rather strange this last week or so. I know it's a sneaky little bugger, but it's starting to seem that as soon as I turn my back, everything goes crazy. Which suggests if I'm not keeping my beady eyes on you, yes, you, the filthy truckers, you stop keeping on top of things and let them run riot. So, we have a plan to stop this. Well, we have a plan to make a plan. Well, I like the idea of having a plan. Anyway, there will probably be a plan. So keep paying attention and wait for the official plan that we are planning. In the meantime, the plan is to get everything back to normal. And for those of you that don't pay attention, that is between 40 and 60% and as close to 50% as possible, which basically means don't work for hot until things settle down. And where possible, work against hot where we are above 60%. Basically, you have a rare excuse to be naughty, grasp it with as many appendages as possible and sort this mess out. We'll ignore the pending expansion until it happens. Hopefully, it'll be like Harry's rash and just go away if we leave it alone. Over in Colonolia, the news is somewhat better. We are still higher than we'd like in Eel, Procol, Centauri and Doriso, but not into the expansion area. But having lost one of the never-ending elections and then winning the next one, we managed to lose Dola Depot, but win it back again. So the instructions from King Hanky are just how you like them. Simple. Bounties to Dola Depot in tier. Missions from Dola Depot in tier. Exploration data to Dola Depot in tier. And passenger missions and sightseeing trips from, you guessed it, Dola Depot in tier. Now, I'm off to get a spare set of Alvin's <laughs> Nashes to use on any pilots who fail to follow instructions. It's good to be back. Over to Norma. I've been keeping an eye on what's been going on out in the galaxy this week and as Lou's back and just cleaning up all that mess from last week, I finally got time to bring you all the latest information. 
first, we've got news from the not as secret as they thought they were, or is that what they thought want to believe, Dark Wheel. It looks like with help from Charlton and the Wheelers, they've managed to take control of the system and are actively looking to expand. Yes, they are now in charge in LFT 926 and heading at speed for an expansion. Is this the sign of things to come? Is the Dark Wheel flexing its muscles and carving itself back into the consciousness of commanders? Watch this space. Closer to home, we've had approaches from two factions who have requested an alliance with Hutton, both of them near neighbours to Alvin's little playground here near Sol. First was a commander, Karash, of the Squeeze Squadron of Teshub. I remember him. He didn't say he brought friends. Their pledge to the Teshub Natural Corporation, which, despite being federal, does make some of the nicest hand creams. I use mine regularly, and how soft my hands are. Oh, you're right. Softer than a forum dweller when they're told that the mining errors were removed and they could only make 200 million credits an hour. I think you'll find you mean saltier. Anyway, they popped over to drop off a few jars of their all-natural hand cream and body butter and let me know that they're in the area. Hang on, is this shameless product placement? <clears throat> I don't think so. I mean, other hand creams are available. It's just that these fresh of natural ones are nicer. I can't quite place the smell, though. I like their advertising slogan, though. I scream, you scream, we all scream for squeeze cream. Anyway, the other alliance request has come from independent faction twins, the Arbor Internal Defence, also known as ACID, in Nehemi, and the Gilgamesh Corps Orbital Protection Faction in LHS-3836. As fellow independents surrounded by federal jackbooted tyranny, we're happy to call them neighbours as long as they return the sledgehammer whenever they borrow it and remember to stay off the grass. Usually because Alvin's left a present on it and you wouldn't want to trump that everywhere before his aide deploys the booper scooper. And then we've got something new from the Buckyballers, their latest race series. The Buckyball Racing Club presents Engineers Canyon Mayhem on the 20th of June. Racing five passengers around the five available starter engineers in the shortest time, following a track at each in either an SLF or SRV in the shortest time. For details, you can go to the official Pilots Federation forum and we'll publish details in the Hutton channels as soon as you can find them. That's about it from everyone this week. Bye! Crossed at a hill of a beast. 
just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face. Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker. Well, howdy there, y'all. This here's Buck Naked, spokesman for Lacon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself relatively pain-free by going to the website hot.forthemug.com Almost as pain-free as a Texas summer. Come on over. We're about to hit 38 plus centigrade days. So let's get on to our top truckers this week. Yeehaw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them noisy crickets in the field, Commander El Nevio took the lead this week and jumped 42,613 light years. Commander Millstone Barn had fun with his trigger finger this week, turning the despicably da- dirty do batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into space dust. He racked up over 35.7 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of every one of the Don ships. Running missions faster than a summer romance with a case of gin, Commander Cecil B. Trumpington took the lead and tallied up 1,001 mission points this week. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lacon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, Commander Mindwipe hauled almost 105,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy yet again. Most of it even got delivered to the right people. Driving the Hutton Hackney this week, the old gin-infused Cecil delivered 694 passengers to the nearest pubs with ample stocks of gin. He earned a one-and-a-half star rating on his driving skills, but a full five stars for picking the best pubs. At least he's good for something, even when most say he's good for nothing. Now, some of y'all thought you could take a shortcut on the old Hutton Run. Well, that don't sit well with Buck. The Hutton Run is a time-honored challenge to jump into the system at Alpha Centauri and travel that .22 light year straight out to Hutton Orbital. In a regular spaceship, not a fleet carrier. Much like the race challenges in the past, such as the Bandit and Snowman running 400 cases of Coors beer from Texarkana back to Atlanta, and the Cannonball Run zooming across the United States from New York City to Los Angeles. You don't get to use shortcuts. What fun would it have been if one of them simply chartered a flight? Nope. Ain't no challenge in that. 
Lacon Spaceways employs only the finest programmers and time trackers, though, and those who thought they'd snake their way into the top echelon have simply disappeared instead. Many thanks especially to Antarius Fusion for his tireless work on the Hutton Helper in keeping the sanctity of the run and all of our other challenges. Thus, for this week, I'll only mention that our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Brett Riverboat in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 31 seconds. That time can be beat, but are you willing to do it the honest way and light up the sky? If so, download the Hutton Helper and get to flying, Commander. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. The only ships in the galaxy that come with an intergalactic chessboard that connects straight to Commander Hanky so you can get your butt whooped. For the mug! For the mug! 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 Mug!